Hey guys, and welcome to Unpack the Pursuit, a podcast where we have real talk about change. Unpack the Pursuit is dedicated to helping us think differently about change and how we want to get to the places we so desperately want to go. Get ready for empowering tips and tools, lots of storytelling, and inspiring interviews. We are your hosts, Natalie and Molly. Let's unpack this. Hey guys, how are we today? We are so excited about today's episode and the guests that we have. We are going to talk about entrepreneurship. That is the theme of today's chat. I'm an entrepreneur myself, so there are just so many ups and downs, amazing moments, hard moments, a lot of just good stories and tribulations. So we are really excited to have this conversation with you today. We're so excited to introduce our guest. I met Lisa virtually through Girl Boss, which we just did an episode with Megan, who was also from Girl Boss. So I'm super excited to introduce Lisa. She's originally from New Jersey, uh, where she achieved her master's degree in counseling with a focus in career development. She moved to Los Angeles, equipped with the East Coast fast-paced hustle, which Natalie and I know all about since we're from Massachusetts. And it's funny because I lived in Los Angeles for a year and I'm sure Lisa will have a lot more to say about this since she's been there longer, but I can totally relate to that sentiment. She did so to get out of her comfort zone. She began working as a career counselor at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, California, where she was immersed in an inspiring environment, helping hundreds of students in a variety of creative fields navigate their personal and professional lives. After five years working in higher education, she decided to share her unique skills to support and amplify other people, creators, and people like you. So I'm so excited to introduce Lisa, and we're going to get started talking about entrepreneurship and asking her a bunch of questions. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. We're so excited to have you. Hi, thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I was telling Natalie that this girl boss community has been such an interesting outlet for me because I feel like I've met so many amazing people who have their hands in different aspects of business and careers. Me too. I mean, it came at the perfect time for me, um, you know, starting my own company and just talking with so many other women who are doing the same, or I just want to get advice from and just hear what people are doing. It's been great. And then it put us in touch with each other. So I'm even more thankful for that. Are you ready if we start asking you some questions? Yeah, let's do it. Woo. Okay. So Lisa, tell us more just about what you do, what your company is, just all the info. Yeah. So my company is called Any and All, and the name basically derived from any and all of the services that I want to help people with. So at its core, I just really want to help people make the most of their 24 hours and just help them get their shit done. And people kind of struggle with that, especially entrepreneurs, creatives, small businesses. It's really hard to do it all and to wear 20 plus hats in a day while you're building your company. And I basically created and started my company to help support those people and elevate them personally, their brands, their businesses, and the way I do that, I kind of work with clients in, in two separate ways. So in some instances, people hire me to be more of a, a coach, like a productivity coach. And I think that's where I use my, my counseling background a bit more, where um, they have goals that they want to achieve, but they're not really sure how to break that down and they can't really hold themselves accountable. So I come in, hold them accountable, 
we figure out their goals, break them into manageable chunks, and I kind of keep them on track throughout our work together. And then on the other hand, I'm working with small businesses um, and, and creative artists to actually do some of the work for them. So the idea of any and all is you can hire me for any of these services I offer, all of them. I can do the work with you alongside of you, or I can just help you accomplish that. But all of it, the main goal behind it is to help other people elevate themselves and their careers and relieve a little bit of what's on their plates by taking some of that on myself. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> How, no, that it's so needed. It's so easy to get just in the crosshairs of everything that you have to do and then end up not being productive. So it's so helpful to just have someone to coach you through that and be an advocate for you. Yeah, it's it's this interesting little niche area that I'm I'm feeling that I found there's such a gap in where you know some people especially artists and creatives who and small business owners because uh, I'm kind of working with people in different industries a little bit outside of the creative space but they get to this point where everyone's doing it themselves and that means they have to do everything and it doesn't give them time to do the thing that they really want to be doing, which is most meaningful to them. And they're just bogged down day by day with all of the other stuff that comes with it. And I love that stuff. And when I started seeing people in my life struggling with that, I'm like, let me just help you. Let me handle that for you. And just from this natural inclination, I want to take that on for my friends and people that I've met. I was like, you know what? They're not quite ready to hire someone full time because they're building up themselves. So let me come in and offer that support for them because you can't really get over the that hump to make it past that if you're still doing all of all of the daily tasks that you have to do. So it sounds like you from what you're saying like you've had some experience on your own within this is that how you got into this or what were some of the life experiences that helped you to kind of start this up taking the chance to start my own company um a, a big life experience that you had mentioned earlier um was me moving across the country and i think that was a really pivotal um situation for me um it wasn't something that's commonly done. I'm from a small town in New Jersey. Uh, I'm from a big Italian family. Everyone lives super close together. Nobody has left the area except one of my other cousins who actually lives out in LA. Um, no one has ever done this. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And it made me feel really empowered. It made me realize that I can make decisions for myself and they can have this great outcome. So that doing that, helped me make this jump a little bit. It was a bit easier in a sense, still hard, but I was like, okay, I've done something pretty drastic before. But I think specifically speaking about what I'm offering with my company, when my boyfriend and I started dating, he's an independent musician and he's doing music full-time. He's not with a label. And being with him and living with him and seeing just how much he had to do that wasn't even music related all day. Like he would just be like, I just spent all day writing emails. I didn't even write one song. And I'm like, Oh my God, that must be so frustrating, especially for someone who's creative and needs that creative outlet. And I'm like, I will do this for you. Let me just help you. So it was kind of with my relationship with him that 
open this up for me a little bit more. And I kind of thought of it as like this 10 year plan. I was like, okay, you know, years down the road, this would be a cool thing to do. Um, and then the more people I started talking to who needed this, I was like, okay, let's, this is the time I'm going to do it. That's so cool. I, I, it's funny you say that because I listened to this podcast called how I built this, which is Uh about a lot of entrepreneurs who have really big companies now and how they got started. And a lot of their stories are not necessarily the same as yours, but it's similar in the sense that it kind of happens naturally. Like there's this natural progression where you start to notice there's a need and you start to notice that you can fill it in a certain way. So for instance, with your boyfriend, he needed someone to do X, Y, Z so that he could focus his creative energy on what he really wanted to be doing. And it's this natural progression of just of a relationship that was in your life at the time. And it led you to this bigger you know, entrepreneurial journey. And I think that's really, really cool because I think sometimes we get caught up in what does the path look like? What am I doing next? How do I plan everything out in succession so that I'm the most successful when really sometimes all you need to do is sit back and just observe your life in the moment and see what opportunities arise. Yeah. And I think like the natural progression is, is exactly how this whole thing unfolded. And, and I was, you know, I, I just turned 30 this year and I was taking inventory of my life. I mean, everyone's like, Oh, 30, the big one. And I I don't (laughs) think there needs to be like, you must have this done by 30, but I do think it's a really great built-in time for you to be like, okay, what have I done so far? What do I want to do? What comes next? And it was at that point that I was thinking about leaving higher education and I was tuning into so many other things that were happening in my life around me. My friends and I, for example, we started a film collective because we wanted to be more creative and teach ourselves new skills. So this was happening while I was helping my boyfriend with his career And I was finding new things that I was passionate about and I was turning 30 and I'm like, what do I want to do? And if I didn't really give myself the space to like put my antenna up and be like, okay, what's happening? I don't know if I would have, you know, capitalized on all of these pieces serendipitously coming together. You have to give yourself the space and the time to reflect Um, And it doesn't have to be just when you're turning 30. I think it's something we should, you know, periodically take inventory of what's going on in our lives. And we change constantly. So like paying attention to what our new interests are, what we're liking, what we stopped enjoying so much. I think all of those things just kind of fell into place in a very natural way, like you're saying. I don't know if you looked up about the Valley of Despair, but have you had any of these moments so far where you have been in that valley of despair and kind of had to lift yourself out of it. And what did that look like for you? Yeah, there were definitely some key moments, nothing that has really lasted for a really long time, which I think is also telling of the ebbs and flows of what being an entrepreneur is. But there are definitely, you know, a a huge thing that would get me pretty down and overwhelmed was taking on this new lifestyle as a freelancer in a sense. And I, I've been working since I was 16. I've always had stable jobs, always knowing when a paycheck was coming. It worked really well for me being a very structured 
future planning person. Like I can know what I was doing with my money that was cut, knew it was coming in. And it, it was really, it's still hard. It's still a, a challenging transition of not knowing when I'm going to get paid next. When am I going to sign the next client? Who's going to hire me next? So that's been a really big adjustment for me. And I think the other big thing that really took up a huge chunk of my first month or so of uh, after I had left my job was figuring out things I took for granted, like taxes and healthcare and <laughs> oh, benefits. Totally. And, oh my God. I'm like, why is this so hard? And, and for me, it was really important for me to set that up right from the beginning because I just like things to be neat and orderly. But it it's so hard to find information that is easily digestible and like knowing who to talk to. And the internet is just like, takes you down these wormholes. And I'm like, I just need to get on the phone with someone and I need someone to tell me what to do. Like I just took it all for granted that my job had, had handled that. And I just turned it around. I was like, you know what? I got to learn this at some point. So this is the time. But what I had to do was say, okay, those things can't be in place hundred percent before you start working on what you want to do. So just like be okay with that simmering in the background and things are still not cleared up because it's so hard. Yeah. I'm really glad you touched on taxes and health insurance because I think the freelance life you don't realize is it's not as easy as being like, yeah, I want to be a freelancer. And yeah, I want to get clients. Like it's way harder than that. Not only just like getting the clients, obviously, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Like marketing yourself and marketing oh, your company. Yeah. But yeah. just yeah, like you said, setting yourself up for success. And I think that's helpful for people to hear from someone that's been through it. You as a living, breathing example, as someone of okay, yeah, I don't have this completely squared away, but I definitely am aware and I'm learning and I'm still doing what I want to do. That is a huge inspiration for people who might not really be sure about taking that leap. The thing that really helped me with all of this is, you know what, if I can learn this for myself, that's just another thing that I'm able to help clients with. So everything that I've been learning to start my own company, when it gets overwhelming and when I feel just this burden of all of this stuff I have to learn, I'm like, well, you know what, I'm learning it not just for me, but I can then be the one to educate other people who are in this space. And that's just another resource I get to, to share with my clients, but also my friends and anyone else who's going through this. We all know that we don't learn that in school when we should. It's like, Oh girl, we just talked about that. We just talked about that. But like, why are we not learning this in a college course? It makes zero sense, but crazy, like crazy. Yeah, and, and then you like, you become an adult and you're just like, what's going on? I don't know any of this. <laughs> yeah, and like for the first few years, my parents were like, okay, just sign this. You get a check. I'm like, ooh, taxes. This is great. And then I'm like, wait, what does this actually mean? And mm. it's, yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that you, that's the whole nature of entrepreneurship. You learn a lot and you take on new things that you're not as familiar or aware about. And you're just like, I'm going to figure it out. I have no other choice. So I got it. (laughs) So being able to step outside of your comfort zone is 
a really important quality for someone who's trying to make a voluntary change in their life. And especially for entrepreneurs who are willing to take on the risk as well, because entrepreneurship and everything that you've just described that you've been through, like that takes a lot of risk, right? There's some instability there. So do you have other experiences? And I know you touched on this a little bit uh, earlier, but other experiences that have pulled you out of your comfort zone that have maybe either prepared you or have accelerated this journey for you? Yeah. I, I mean, I've touched upon it in a little bit earlier, but because it was such a defining moment in my life, moving to LA from New Jersey, I that has really put me on this whole trajectory that I don't know would have ever happened for me, but that was the most outside of my comfort zone I've ever felt because I was leaving everything that I've known. I Prior to leaving, I've only been to LA once for like four days with a few of my friends. And I was like, okay, let's just do it. Like I had no idea what to expect. We didn't even know where we were going to live yet. I actually moved with a few of my friends and it was, it was weird because a lot of my friends at the same time, we had, there was like eight of us who were like, yeah, let's all move. So I moved with like a herd of people from New Jersey um, (laughs) out here, which made it which did make it much easier. Regardless of that, it was still very much outside of my comfort zone. After that, I realized that a lot of great things could happen when you leave your comfort zone. And moving just exposed me to so many new people, so many new experiences and opportunities. And that really showed me that if you do something that's really scary and something that you've never seen modeled for you before, there could be these massive payoffs and benefits that it's totally worth exploring. Also, the other thing that has forced me outside of my comfort zone with starting this company is having to network like we were talking about and Mm. meeting people in real life and having to go to those meetups and, and talk to people about what you do when you meet them. And I hate small talk is like (laughs) the worst thing for me. So the idea that now I started my own company and I literally have to talk to people all the time, whether it's, you know, meeting someone new, going to a networking event or getting on a call with a potential client. And I'm, I talk more to people than I think I did in my previous job as a counselor, but I really, I had to force myself to just be like, okay, go to that, talk to people, meet people in the real world make genuine connections. And I really developed and strengthened my interpersonal skills so much more and, and realized how great it is to meet people and ask about their lives and talk to them. That's awesome. I think being a good networker is probably one of the best skills that you can acquire, not just as an entrepreneur, but just as a human being. You know, we feed off of the energy of others and people hopefully feed off the energy that we bring if it's positive and empowering and um, the ability to network, it's just, it just expands your reach. It expands your influence in whatever you're trying to do, whether that's entrepreneurship and your own endeavors or whether you're part of a company. I really believe that's a super important skill and it's not easy. It's it. I remember trying to go to networking events in college and pretty much like I would sign up and then never go. <laughs> that's, yep. That's how I was too. It's, it's something again, like the taxes that I wish was, was taught to us in college or like encouraged, like, Hey, did you know that building relationships is very important and try going to these networking events 
before you graduate and get out into the real world to experience what it's like. Yeah. And I think what you said is so important. And it's something that I try to remember is networking has this really terrifying connotation to it. Like we are networking. We have to like be the certain version of ourselves, but really what it is, is building relationships and just getting to know people and making sure that you're factoring that in all the time before you might even need to tap into your network because networking and building relationships shouldn't be because you're hoping that you get something out of someone in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. What do you find are the one to two key challenges creatives and entrepreneurs face, whether that's at the beginning of their journey or in the midst of it? I think the one of the biggest challenges is that I've encountered um, working with creatives and entrepreneurs is maintaining a schedule and structuring your workday in a way that is actually beneficial for the person, for the individual and not counterproductive and really establishing a routine. When you wake up and you have the whole day ahead of you and you might not have any meeting set or a call that you have to do, or you might not have to go anywhere, but it's just you in your space. It's really, really difficult to get yourself motivated. And what I love to do when I'm working with people is listen to what their challenges are, get a sense of what their day-to-day is. What are some routines that they do? Maybe it's rituals in the morning or something that kind of anchor the day and then develop a schedule that works for them so that they can be successful. And something that kind of connects with that is balancing all of the things that need to get done versus what they actually want to be doing. So not every day can be, you know, making music or writing or doing whatever craft it is or painting. And you can't ignore all of the other things that have to happen every day. You have to find a way to integrate both of them. Yeah, that's really good advice. And I think that's important, right? Is introducing a little bit of like real realism and like a realistic element to entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is often founded in dreams, right? Our dreams and our aspirations and what we want to like entrepreneurs are visionaries. So Mm -hmm. their visions are huge, but it takes a lot of grit and like grunt work to actually get to that vision. And oftentimes when you get to that vision, the vision has changed and it's malleable and it's, it might be different than what you initially thought it was, but regardless, Mm -hmm. the destination always takes a little bit of grit and hard work. And that sort of brings me to my last question for you. Uh, What does unpack the pursuit mean to you? It really means being comfortable with discomfort and knowing that when things are, you know, a little bit different than you expect them to be, or, you know, something didn't go as seamless as you thought, being comfortable and knowing that that means there's probably a growth opportunity happening for you and being comfortable with, okay, what now that this happened, what door does that open for me? Um, Because your end goal is going to change. Like you said, entrepreneurs have massive visions and it's so beautiful and it's so exciting, but it's really hard to anchor that down into concrete things. And I think what I would love to do and hope to do is get people to understand like celebrating those small victories is so crucial to 
making that big picture come to light. Because if you just think that you're only going to feel happy and successful, if you've started that new company, that's like worldwide household name, then it's going to take a really long time for you to feel any sense of accomplishment and satisfaction. If you're not willing to say, okay, well today I just did these four things and that helps me set the foundation for tomorrow. So then that that's a small victory. You have been productive at the end of the day. And, you know, the big picture is constantly changing and what you do with that, you know, ebb and flow of the picture, I think helps set you up for success in in the long run. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I relate to that a lot. I think it's, it's good to go with, I always say go, like go with the flow is such a cliche saying, but it's so true (laughs) that you should go with the flow, especially if you're going to go out on a limb, um, and start your own company or do something that's a little bit risky, right? Because you have to be able to sort of like roll with the punches. So I really appreciate your insight. And it's stories like these, like this is why Natalie and I started this podcast and why we wanted to invite people like you, Lisa, to come on here and tell their story because it's such a cool, uh, it's just such a cool story to hear you talk about how you got started and uh, what you've learned so far. And I think just these little micro experiences that we all have if we share them, it encourages, even if it just encourages one person to sort of then like take action on something that they want to do, there's so much value, tremendous value in that. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners today? Yeah. You know, I think one of the biggest areas that I found to be a bit of a, a a little hurdle that I had to overcome was when I was starting to research starting my own company. And I've been reading about other people who have done it in the past, their podcasts, how I built this, following friends on social media who were starting their own companies, had their own brands. Everyone seemed to share the same message of the work never stops. You're working 24-7, 365, no vacations. Um, All of that stuff that kind of seemed to glorify this idea of if you're not working hard enough, you don't want it bad enough. And that was a little scary for me, who's always prided myself on my work-life balance. And I've always been very mindful of that in my previous jobs. It's very important for me to have that time to refuel and refresh and just re-energize with things aside for my career. So when I was getting all that information, I was just like, oh my God, like, can I do it? Like, I don't know if this is right for me. And I realized that's, not true. And I, part of what I'm doing with my company is just really trying to help people understand that that is not the mindset that is going to make you the most successful. It's actually the opposite. And reading different books about, you know, ways to work smarter, not harder, and really boost your productivity. And all of this research points to the fact that we do need to work in shorter bursts. We can be more productive in a shorter amount of time. I mean, for the first time, burnout is a medical diagnosis. And I think that that is really startling to hear that. And I think it's time to to shift the conversation and to kind of shift that entrepreneurial mentality. If you are working and you are starting your own company and you do feel like, hey, I need to just go outside and take a walk or I want to take an hour lunch break or it's a half day, I'm going to go to the beach and read a book that's fine. It doesn't mean that you want to 
not be as successful in your company. And it doesn't mean that your company won't be successful if you take that time for yourself. It may actually be more successful. So I think it's just a really important topic to talk about um, because I can understand that from the outside of what everyone is portraying being an entrepreneur is, it could be very disheartening to feel like you have to give up your time with your family and friends and your life in order to build your business. And I do think that there are multiple ways of of finding that balance. And actually right before this call, I read this amazing article. Um, It's called The Tenuous Climb to Creative Fulfillment. And it was through Working Not Working. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't heard of it. No. It's amazing. So it's this creative platform that creatives could post their portfolios. And it's a job board where employers look to hire the creatives. Um, But they also have this magazine uh, where different writers and contributors write about topics that creatives struggle with. And this was an amazing article that I had just read prior to our talk. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like, it's, it's nailing it. And people are starting to talk about this a lot more with burnout and just how it impacts what you feel like your personal worth is when it's tied to your career. And it's all intertwined. And at the very least, if I can just share the message that I am trying to really have the same work-life balance as an entrepreneur, it is possible. I mean, I definitely do work a little bit later hours than I would have. And I work a little bit on Saturdays, but I'm very mindful of then giving myself uh, a day off during the week or a few hours and finding that balance and, and nurturing my relationships and everything that comes along with it. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know, it's funny burnout and this, this kind of grind mentality, especially in entrepreneurship and sort of that Silicon Valley culture that all started because people started talking that way, right? Like we are so influenced by the people around us and what they think. And so when people start talking a certain way, um, and then emulating by acting on it, right, it becomes a trend. And that's why Silicon Valley grinding it out, working really long hours and like being proud of that and all that like trending sort of um, culture. That's why it it started. So we can actually do the same exact thing by flipping it and saying, Mm -hmm. actually, we can be more gentle with ourselves. Actually, work-life balance is possible. And you see this not just on an entrepreneurial and startup level, but you see this on like big tech companies. The company I just started working for, Eventbrite, same idea. Google, same idea. They're all mm-hmm. bringing, they're attracting new talent by saying, hey, vacation policy is take the time you need. And they're actually, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is there's a difference between walk and talk, right? They're talking the talk, yeah. but they're walking the walk too. And I've experienced yeah. that. And I think that that's a really awesome shift that we're seeing. I'm so happy that you're an advocate for it, that you're a living, breathing example. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, just kudos to that. It's a great, that's a great, great point. I would love if you could share with listeners, especially those who are creative entrepreneurs and small business owners, how can they get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your services? So for everyone listening, I'm here for any and all creatives and entrepreneurs. I know that it's super overwhelming to take these first steps. And even if you've taken the first steps and you might be at a level where you're ready to grow, but feel like you can't necessarily um, without extra support, I'm here to take whatever you need 
off your plate. You can see some of my services listed on my website, which is anyandall.xyz which is A-N-Y-A-N-D-A-L-L dot X-Y-Z. I have a list of my services there. And you can also follow me on Instagram at any underscore and underscore all. Perfect. Thank you so much, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Lisa. That was amazing. And guys, we will have her website in the show notes. And that is us wrapping up for this episode. If you guys have any stories you would like to share yourself or topics that you would really like to see covered, please reach out to us. Our contact information will also be in the notes of this. And we would love to hear from you. Thank you guys all for listening. And thank you again, Elisa. That's a wrap.